right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, man. And today it's all about that third pedal. Yeah, man. The fun pedal. The fun factor in any car. Kevin, I gotta ask, would you prefer a manual or an automatic in, say, uh, an autocross or road course scenario? Man, you pretty much got me in a third pedal and pretty much everything. Now, if it's a dedicated drag car, that's a little bit different story. But, man, I'm a clutch guy. I'm a third pedal guy. I love to have a huge left calf, you know, bigger than my right <laughs> calf. There is something about rowing gears that means you are driving. You are doing something. Yeah, You're not man. just sitting in a thing, a chair, you know, magically kind of scooting you around this planet Earth. You are doing something, man. You are driving. Yeah, I absolutely love it, man. I got some crash courses in uh in you know, two wheeling working working two pedals with one foot and and so that left one could just sit there and and work the clutch. Like, man, I'm heel towing all the time. I'm grabbing gears. I love 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 the just a, a a clutch. Having a clutch in the car for me is having a fun factor unlike anything else in the car. Like it's just one of those things that's like, uh. Yeah, the day they take that away from uh. us. That's the day I st- I cry, yeah, yeah. right? You know, there's a lot of technology coming out, you know, dual clutch transmissions, you know, these DCTs and stuff. And, and I'm sure I will grow to appreciate them in their own right. Uh, but uh, for now, man, you take that clutch away and I'm going to cry. Yeah, right? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight uh, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, think about like the evolution of the clutch because, you know, we're always talking about horsepower and it went from, you know, making 30 something back in the day to making you know on the street legitimately you could be making three thousand. Oh god yeah and that clutch has to be able to connect that engine to those wheels and your leg that foot that calf has to be able to do the disengaging and re-engaging yeah, right so there's no doubt when i'm running around one day and i i got my vet that's all hopped up and i'm putting down you know right now it's sitting about 1260 at the rear tire I never forget that first day I pushed through the clutch and it started slipping and sliding. I mean, I'm like, no, we've all had that. We've all been there. But when you're talking well over a thousand horsepower, it hurts a little bit more. And you're just like, oh my God, you know, because it, once it does it once, you're doomed, right? That's just the recipe for disaster. Well, and you can keep, you know, jacking up the pressure plate pressure, right? The force that's clamping mm-hmm. on that clutch. Uh, and then you can keep going to the gym, 
right? And working yeah, out yeah. that leg. You know? <laughs> but uh, that's not enjoyable. And that's when you start to not appreciate having that third pedal. So there's this, you know, magic of how do you keep up with the horsepower gains, right? But how do you make it still drivable and fun so you can heel toe, right? You can rev match and you can bang the gears and do all that stuff. And you can, you know, sit in a cruise and get stuck in traffic and still enjoy your car. Right. So that, yeah, you know, and then there's some drivability things too. Like, is this thing grabby? Is it on off or can it slip in and you can kind of take off, off the line. Okay. And do what you want with it. And, and you know, it's funny. Cause I was going to ask you, when's the first time you drove a car like Billy Hall, this was this guy that had a Nova, and it was a pretty badass Nova. Had a four-speed in it. I could drive a manual, but I got in that car. And I'll never forget, man, I was a kid. He was like the fast guy in my hometown when I was a kid. And I let him drive my Charger. He let me drive this Nova. And i never forget, pushing that clutch in was like, Jesus, man. Like, you know, your your leg would be pumped up after, after a good ride in that thing. It, and it's funny to compare that to where we're at nowadays where you could be out on the street you know i'm, I'm fortunate i got a manic clutch in my vet you could be out on the street with 12 1300 horsepower and it feels just like a factory clutch in a you know in, in whatever car that rode off the showroom you know floor a, a year or two ago it's it's amazing how far they've come uh, in drivability right Oh, absolutely. And and it's key because if, if they didn't maintain the drivability, we wouldn't want it anymore. We would be stuck yeah. with an automatic, right? Or we'd be forced into some really high expensive DCT that's just now there, right? But all these years, we didn't have that kind of option, right? So it'd be an automatic yeah. or it'd be, you know, a swollen calf. <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah, limping yeah. <laughs> after you get out of your car. You need a clutch or crutch, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And for a lot of guys, that was the mechanism that kept them from, you know, lending their car to their wife or their girl. You know? Oh, yeah. Honey, you just don't, you don't want to mess with that clutch. It's just, you know, it's, it's too much for you to push down and, you know, it's either on off. You just can't drive that car. But, but honestly, you know, for a long time, there was that sort of line in the sand that once you cross into big power, making high numbers, big horsepower, drivability went down because of the clutch. Well, gone are those days, man. Thank God. Yeah. Now we've got multiple discs, right? We've got twin disc clutch, huge. And you're starting to see triple disc clutches, which means, right, you can really stack up how much clamp load for the same amount of pressure plate pressure, right? The same kind of push yeah. from your foot. Now you can get two times and three times the amount of torque output, right, from the same apparatus. You can even start shrinking down the diameter, right? And with a lighter weight flywheel, you can really shrink down Rev the inertia, yep. right? And that is huge from spin up. I mean, you could just sit at idle in your driveway and rev a motor with a low inertia setup on it. And I mean, it just wicks up like instantly yeah. and especially like heel toe. I mean, my little Beamer with my twin disc, and I've got a little aluminum flywheel on it. And I mean, you can do no wrong. It wants to just rev match. Like it'll, if you're off by however many RPM, man, because it's low inertia, that clutch will grab it. There you go, man. It, it's the most fun heel toe machine on the planet. Exactly. Well, the great thing is, man, we have Jeff Gerko. He is the man with manic clutches. And, and I got to tell you, if you're out and about, if you're, you know, fighting that with your left foot, 
man, you're going to want to hear what this guy has to offer, just the performance aspects of it, the quality, the friction material. And we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll have Gurko on. We're talking clutches, talking slipping the clutch, baby. Heck yeah, man. We'll be back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Jeff Gurko from Manic Clutch on with us today. And, man, I'm fired up, dude, because, Jeff, you know it, bro. When it comes to performance, big power, and having that third pedal, dude, there is nothing righteous, more righteous than having the perfect clutch where it's not a lot of pressure. You don't have to, you know, use both feet to push it in. And you want that smooth, silky kind of engagement. And you guys... I don't know what you're doing over there at Manic, but you got that down to a T, bro. Man, you know, I'd love to say it's a special sauce, but I might get uh, extradited for saying such things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it really is, man. It's a combination of a variable of things. Uh, and, Kevin, you probably know this, man. You've been on a road course enough. You have a manual. It makes such an impact to how your car delivers coming out of turns, if you're rev matching, if you're using you know, the heel-toe work. And to be able to get a clutch that allows your engine to stay in specific RPMs, wing it when you need it, uh, and rev match, man, is essential to eliminating you know, tenths of a second, hundredths of a second. And when you're, you know, fighting a road course, that's all that matters. Oh, absolutely. And in, in the, like we talked before the break, the fun factor, right? If you have a system that's capable, but not the right effort, the right feel, the right engagement, everything that a driver needs to, you know, to basically feel the tire, feel the road, feel what the engine's doing, the transmission's doing, the driveline, the tires, it's not fun and you're not going to want to do it. And so you got to bring all those elements together, right? The capability and the engagement for the driver so that you can maximize it, you can use it to its limits, and like you said, shave off those fractions of a second off of you know corners and laps, and uh, you know go out there and have a riot and be fast as hell. All right, so Jeff, I gotta ask, man, what is it you got going on at Manic that's so unique and different? Because I've had several different clutches and nothing feels as smooth, nothing engages quite as smooth as, as what you guys are working with. And man, I'm talking performance. This is, you know, this is a car with a thousand horsepower. So obviously it's got to stand up to some just, you know, some brutality at a, at a road course. You know what, Willie B, when I think of you, I do think of brutality. So that keeps me going right there. <laughs> no, we. Amen, brother. <laughs> no, we we try to encompass you know all the factors that help a clutch hold its power to help it do its job the best way we can. Um, obviously, we try to use the best materials. That's why you've got a billet cover, you got billet drive blocks, you got billet intermediate plates. Um, we back that up by using the best friction material because you've got some tricks there too. Yeah, you're looking at coefficient of friction, but you're also looking at how that friction material behaves. What's it do over the temperature range of starting off cold to getting some hot laps in? And the better quality friction material, the more consistent it's going to be and the more enjoyable it's going to be to drive, kind of like you guys were saying earlier. So it, it really is its kind of a combination of all those things. Everything kind of adds to the driving experience. And you know, as long as you cover all your bases... It usually works out pretty well, like you guys have seen with our stuff. Well, let me ask you something, because if we ground everybody in the, the OE-type material, right, uh, and correct me if, any, if I'm wrong here, because you're the expert, but uh, we're talking typically an organic, 
Uh, and then when we think about performance upgrades, we're usually going down, you know, the ceramic route. I've, you know, I've been around the carbon fiber route. So when you talk about the behavior of that friction material, because, you know, in there, right, is, is how well it, you know, slips off the line before it engages. Is it on and off? Is it, you know, does it go in kind of smoothly? So what, what are we working with when we start to go from the OE type organics into the ceramics, et cetera? Yeah. So. Let me first say, you know, the organic stuff is, is really quite good. It's very well suited for being a friction material, and that's why we've used it for like 80 years. The, the newer blends, you know, the, the banner material that we use, the, the ceramic, which is some ceramic, some bronze, and some iron kind of mixed in there, um, it's, it's basically because it's got such a greater heat capacity, it doesn't break down like the organic stuff. The, uh, oddly enough, the organic stuff, I'm doing air quotes, as I'm sure you guys can see, um, is actually uh, actually more like a plastic material. So uh, it, it, as it, once it kind of gets up to temperature, you kind of start wearing it down really quickly. Um, whereas the ceramic stuff, it handles that temperature a lot better. Just think of it like a set of racing brake bags. You know, they're designed to work at an elevated temperature. That's kind of where they live and that's where they thrive. Same with the temperature. Huh. So when you step into that ceramic, does it come with, you know, negatives as far as how it engages and disengages? Because clearly it's got a performance upgrade, managing temperatures and wear, et cetera. But do you have to fight it in other ways to get it to work right? Or is it, is it that simple? No, it, honestly, it is just a superior material. Um, you can, if you really dive into it, you could look at it and say the quote unquote engagement delta is a little shorter but we also mitigate that by you know adding cushion and, and honestly it's like anything else as a driver as a human you're going to learn how that material works or if you're like willie at more of a cyborg you'll be able to reprogram <laughs> yourself and kind of figure it out too but no really the thermotonic material is just that much better of a material i tell most of my customers if, if you're on the fence if you're getting close to that horsepower and that torque threshold, just go with the ceramic It's so much a better material, really is. What is it that that keeps that? Is it the mass? What is it that helps so much with the chatter? You know that that engagement when you're slipping a little bit, or or you're coming through a turn and 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 you're coming off the clutch, you know, and and you know, just making it bite right in the RPM, the happy spot of, in the engine, you know, and you're just busting the tires a little bit free, you know, kind of feel that in a car. What is what is it? Is it the adhesion? Is it the material? Is it, you know, the lightweight, you know, design of it that makes it, you know, so reduced on chatter and, and bite like that? Like, you guys definitely have an advantage over a lot of companies out there doing, you know, twin and triple disc stuff. Yeah. No, a, a lot of that really is kind of that personality of the friction material. You know, shatter is an actual engineering-defined term uh, when you're talking about clutches. And it's kind of that, I guess, to, the simplest way to explain it is it's kind of when the material kind of grabs and releases, grabs and releases, grabs and releases at a certain frequency. You know, you're talking probably, uh, probably in the 50, 60, maybe 70 hertz range. So... To get that smooth, you want a material that is going to transition really well between when it's really biting and really still let it slip. So, yeah, there again, it really kind of is the virtual material. But similarly, too, you've got to have a clutch that is of a very rigid construction. 
And that's where the billet material really comes in handy. It doesn't flex like a stamp cover. It doesn't deflect like a uh, cast pressure ring. Um, and, you know, you don't have the drive straps on the intermediate plate with our product like some of our competitors do. Nothing wrong with it. It's just it adds another factor in there that uh, doesn't necessarily help you be smooth and uh, transition what you want. Yeah, well, you could definitely feel it when you're flinging it, right? When you're when you're pitching the car and and you're you're having fun and just playing like an autocross, you know, you definitely feel the difference in what that third pedal is doing. Just engagement and slipping a little bit and just you know pulling every bit ounce of fun you can out of it, man. So whatever you're doing, you got a great combination, and I love the bite of it. I love how it handles the heat because, man, that's it, another thing when you get up there. And you're really pounding, you know, gears and sh- and shifting a lot and downshifting a lot, you know, and just letting that clutch eat everything it can. Man, a lot of times, man, that heat just ruins them, wrecks them, and they're not the same after a couple, you know, a couple races or a couple, you know, times out of the track. Where yours, I found that it really does hold together. It holds up to all the abuse you want to throw at it so far. And I've had that one in there for a couple years. Yeah, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of times it's the dumbest thing that will kill a clutch. Like, when you guys are, are heel-toeing or I'm a weirdo in a formula car, I send the left foot brake and stab and grab as such, you know, you're, once you're going on the road course or even the autocross, you're not flipping the clutch much at all. I've seen more clutches killed being driven up onto the trailer or pulling the <laughs> boat out of the water because that's what you do with your race car. Um, you know, yeah, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, I've had customers get, you know, you know, really hot at me. I'm like, well, let's put it this way. You want to change the winch on your trailer or you want to drop the whole drivetrain of your C7? Do the math, bro. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but you, you think about it, you know, whenever you're just putting heat, putting heat, adding heat, you got nowhere to go with the clutch other than brick to absorb it. Not a lot of airflow. You got the hot engine in front of it. You've got the hot transmission behind it. It's in a bad spot, man. Well, speaking of things gone wrong, what, what are the most common things that people get wrong in their purchase of a clutch, a clutch system, and then especially the install? And, of course, there's the usage, but we'll start with those first. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're opening up a can of worms like a Paul and do right there. No, uh, well, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, the biggest purchasing mistake is buying anything other than a manic clutch, but that goes without saying. Um, <laughs> no, you know, a lot of times, and I try to, I try to warn customers, you know, when they're on that threshold and, you know, they, they decide to go with the organic knowing they're going to slip it out of the hole at the drag strip or they're, you know, they're putting drag radios on it, getting some drivetrain load, uh, you know, they'll blow through the clutch that way. Um, with the ceramic the, the biggest thing we see, and it, it's one of the, it's hands down the most important thing with our friction material, and I would venture to say any other, you got to give it some time to bed it in. 300, 500 miles, just drive the thing around, stop and go, heat it up a little bit, let it cool down, heat it up a little bit, let it cool down. You want to transfer some of that friction material from this to the steel surfaces in the clutch. What that does, it gives you a nice, uniform friction surface throughout the entire clutch. Makes it live longer, increases the torque capacity and also makes it smoother. Just like a set of racing brake pads. You know, I, I, I've, I've seen video of Willie B doing something that looks like driving. 
it really looked like a lot of anger, but <laughs> I, I can't. It, it I can't exercise all those demons in one phone call, but I'll try. Um, that's called beast mode. <laughs> Willie's in a beast mode. Yeah, yeah and man. then some, and then some. <laughs> get out the way. You know, you know. Instead of racing brake pads, you got to bet them in as well. Otherwise, you'll get to turn one, and you're never going to stop because it's just not ready. So yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the big things right there. All right, man. Well, look, we got to take a break right now, but rumor has it you guys are releasing a quad disc clutch system. So. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about a little bit of the differences in selection. People out there are buying. Maybe you got a Vet, a Mustang, maybe you got an Evo, something like that. How do you know what clutch to choose? All those questions and more answered after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have a man, Jeff, from Mantic Clutches. Jeff, I got to tell you, bro, these things are knocking down all kinds of big horsepower. And, man, rumor is that you guys have a silky, buttery, smooth quad clutch. And I'm like, no. Is that for real? So tell us what you guys are developing with this quad clutch, bro. Yeah, man. We've been kind of playing with it for about a year. We've had two prototypes out there, getting some miles on, testing it out. And basically... It's the same theory. A lot of the same components as our twins and our triples. Um, we just worked a little magic. We added a fourth disc, which gives us almost 2,000 foot-pounds of torque capacity at the crank. Yeah, 2,000 foot-pounds, man. And, you know, what's awesome about that is it still should have about the same effort, right? The, the pedal effort, the force that you got to push. So just in case, right, you wanted to let your significant other drive your 2,000 foot-pound you know, race machine, uh, they could get in and daintily push that pedal with their left foot. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, there's no better way to outrun the coronavirus than a 2,000, you know, foot-pound daily driver. Why not? Yeah, man, exactly. And these are all nine-inch nine inch plates, so obviously if you're adding more surface material, you know, you're adding, you know, the chance to add a lot more power to it without it biting, you know. So I'm sure with everything you guys are doing there, man, this is one of those big steps, you know, that, you know, guys are making huge power and it's something you guys are kind of on the forefront of doing, man, always breaking it off quicker and faster than everybody else. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. You know, we can still use our same pressure material. It's the exact same pressure plate as we use for the twins and the triples and now on the quad. Um, same drivability. And, you know, like I've probably said before, you know, all our stuff is very modular. So you can start out with the twin and you start making more power. Well, we can get it back. We can upgrade it to the triple. And uh, that's kind of, we've had a couple guys that have been running our triples for a couple years. And they hit us up and like, hey man, you know, I want to do, I want to do this much more, or I'm going bigger, better, hairier, more meth, whatever. Um, meth for the car. I, I have a few people that may or may not be doing meth on the side, but hey, I can't, you know, I don't judge. <laughs> um, but no, uh, like I say, we kind of kind of run with that same modular theory, and yeah, it lets us you know, keep building upon what you've already got. And, and we stress that. For our well, stuff. that's huge. It's a little pricier. It is. You know, it, it, our stuff is a little pricier than the average clutch, but it's something that you can keep and rebuild and upgrade and, and keep it with the project really through the duration. 
Well, think about it from a you know racer hot rodder perspective, right? We're always a little bit worried that we're not buying enough. You know, when we purchase a you know a header tube diameter, exhaust tube diameter, whatever it is, like maybe it's not enough, and so we're worried about being an underbuyer. So then we typically you know buy a cam that's too big. You know, like so in this case, you get your setup right. You get your single disc or twin disc or whatever, and uh, you know. We're always trying to upgrade. We're always trying to go faster. So yeah, being able to grow your clutch and the number of stacks based on you know how much power you're making this season versus last season, that's awesome. Hey, I got a question for you, Jeff. Has any hot rod muscle car guy, race car guy ever said, hey, uh, Jeff, you know what I need, man? I know that four holds up 2,000 horsepower, but I really want to bring it down to about 600 horsepower. Can you make me a two? Said no hot rod guy ever. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I, the, the bumper sticker, the bumper sticker reads: "Too much horsepower is almost enough." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, how do people go about selecting clutches, man? I know you guys make it for everything, and that's you know, oftentimes miss kind of judging the right clutch for your application you know that's the big you know epic fail when you get a uh you know your car all done and it's not quite right yeah yeah usually what i tell everybody if, if they hit me up in person or they can get some information from our website um you know if you're 600 foot pounds and below organic is perfectly fine it'll do everything you need to do you save a little bit of weight save a little bit of expense you're fine if it's much over that, just roll with the stair metallic. Uh, we pretty much only offer a stair metallic triple and obviously a quad because kind of like back to your, your point of, you know, you're just going to be making more power. So there's no sense of blowing through something that's not going to have enough torque capacity. Um, you know, and it's, it's always a delicate balance. You know, a lot of drag racers are trying to get just enough clutch to kind of flip it and go. And that's something else we've been working on. We've actually worked on a flipper clutch to go with when guys progress beyond what the street twin and triple can do, you're really trying to get into the, you know, middle nine, sub nine second range. She can do these days. She could make all kinds of stupid power. Uh, you know, that's another route we could go. But yeah, if uh, do a little read on our website, you can always hit us up. Uh, you know, we've got somebody watching the Instagram, watching the Facebook. Um, that you got, everybody's welcome to call me. I have been missing calls left and right. We've been really busy, so I apologize to the masses. Everybody is just as important as everybody else. I'm just too damn busy to grab a phone. So. Hey, we understand, man. And everybody, if you're curious or want to know, it's manicclutchusa.com. Manicclutchusa.com. You can hit up their website. they got great tech people. This guy is always available, man. He's always helping out. He lives the race scene. Uh, and it's just awesome what you guys are making. We definitely appreciate it. And we love you guys always pushing the limits, man. Never say, hey, three's not enough. Let's go to four. You know, I love it, man. Let's see, I was going to say as soon as I can get four out the door, I'll work on five. I, I got to just, just keep running with it. <laughs> well, I'm hey. waiting for 11. <laughs> when you get to 11, man, we talk. <laughs> nice. Hey, Jeff, we appreciate it, man. We love what you're doing at Manic. And, look, Jeff Kirko is his name. It's ManicClutchUSA.com. Uh, hey, man, we'll talk to you soon. Keep in touch, okay, bro? Hey, thanks a ton, guys. Always good to be on the show. Awesome having you, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. And you know as well as I do, Kev, that is such a great aspect of driving, how that clutch feels, where the engagement is, how it feels when you're letting it out, and how hard you can hammer it, man. Keys, right? The, those things, you could make a lot of power, get a lot of ET on the racetrack, you know, and get drivability like you have in a normal car. Like you said, man, it can take 
you know, from being a winner to a loser by not being able to hold the torque and then go from fun to just a dreary rainy day to done. when the efforts <laughs> are all wrong, the engagement's all wrong. There's so many ways to go wrong with a clutch and these guys nail it, man. If you want a performance yeah. clutch, if you want something that just kicks ass, hook up with Jeff at Mantic, man. These guys do awesome stuff. Hey, Bert, I got to tell you, one time I saw this guy. I do these burnout contests. Sometimes I got videos in front of my house and sometimes I do it for the radio station. This guy didn't really know how to do a burnout in a manual. And he comes up and he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. He's trying to let out the clutch and hold the brake a little bit. And we see all this smoke coming out from underneath this car. All this smoke, all this smoke. Not a single tire movement in the back. <laughs> Nothing. He was just torching his clutch. Smelled all bad. We're like, oh, yeah. bad day for that guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that happens uh, all too often, man. Yeah, it's good to start learning burnouts uh, in an automatic. That's about the only good thing automatics are for. Drag racing and learning to do a burnout first. There you right? go, man. <laughs> you got to get a little experience before you step up to a man pedal. All right, man. There you go. It's Two Guys Rod Podcast. He is Jeff Gerko from Manic Clutches. We thank Sam, Kevin Bird, Willie B, our producer, Scoop, our executive producer, Bob Becker. Check out our TV show on Motor Trend Network. Check uh, your local listings. It's also a Motor Trend On Demand, which is a great way to get us each and every time click it on your tv and uh and we could be there and don't forget to check out our website twoguysgarage.com and share your thoughts with us we're on social facebook instagram and twitter at two guys garage two guys garage podcast is a copyright 2020 brenton productions incorporated all rights reserved all right gang we are all wrapped up on this show it's time to put this one in park not that you can really put a manual in park but uh you know you know where we're going <laughs> pull emergency brake yeah <laughs> All right, well, we will catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.